0: Her. Having good people on your team is so important, and it makes those memories happen when you can enjoy the people around you, you work harder because you want to work hard for your teammates. Here's your host, Kristen Balboni.
1: Welcome to the Inspire podcast presented by Atrium Health. This is a brand new podcast series for Panthers fans that highlights admirable women across the Carolinas as they share their stories and lessons from their lives and careers. I'm Kristen Balboni, the Panthers team reporter. And today, our first guest is Claire Stokes, the executive administrator to the general manager and football operations. And my friend, I'm so excited to be sitting across from you doing this because most of the time we're talking at practice. Yes. And so now we're sitting down having an actual conversation and talking about how you got to where you are, your day-to-day, your life, your journey. And I'm, I'm excited because I'm sure I'm going to learn some things too.
0: It's, it's quite the journey. And yes, you're right. We've only had some sideline conversations, but um, it'll be good to dive in a little deeper. And I mean, we've got to
1: start with the fact that I just introduced you as Claire Stokes. You yes. were very recently, very recently known as Claire Burke your whole life, but you just got yes.
0: married. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, it was it was an incredible weekend. A lot of friends and family. Um, it was it was the best. It it flew by. as As they all say, it was a great experience though
1: and something that you and I have talked about and I would I would love to know how it went because you know this podcast is about work and the Panthers but it's also about life so how was it Planning a wedding, Um, not only I, your, your wedding was pushed back, right? Because yes. of the, the pandemic. Um, And then also you're planning it in the midst of football season. So we would be, or not the season, but in the midst of doing football work. Mm-hmm. So we'd be out there for mini camp or OTAs. And you're like, there's three days left. And <laughs> I, I've also planned a wedding during um the middle of a season or while I'm working. And I know that it was stressful for me. So mm-hmm. how did that balance go while you were getting everything ready?
0: Going through the process, I definitely learned to admire the women that were planning a wedding while having a full-time job and, you know, with everything else going on. I mean, there's so many different um, situations that that women and men can be going through to plan a wedding. But it was a lot. I mean, I, you know, when I was working in sponsorship um, with the Panthers initially, I was helping a lot with events and loved planning events. But when it comes to your own event, there's just a different there's just a different way of pressure. Of, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. A Pressure. Um, but you know, my, I tried to just keep a, a level head and, um, really just tried to stay true to myself and I'm, I'm a pretty low key gal. So, um, doing things that I knew that would, would be low key, but still fun. So I tried, I tried to keep the pressure off as much as possible, but yeah, it's, it is, it's a lot to, have a full-time job, be in the office, uh, you know, for most likely more than the nine to five. um, It's definitely (laughs) more. I can
1: say that. I don't know if you would say that, but I know
0: Uh, those long nights during free agency and the draft, which we will get into. So nine, 10 o'clock. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's definitely those days. So balancing that and obviously getting help from, from your partner um, is crucial. So uh, we, we were doing a lot at one time. But it ended up being exactly how we want it to be, you know, pushing it a year because of COVID allowed us to kind of uh, shift perspective and see what we thought was super important to us and, and what we really wanted. And I think that just that boiled down to having the people there um, to witness us getting married. So COVID actually helped us out in that just just to shift perspective and and really find out what was important to us and, and our wedding. So
1: well said, yeah. well said. And you were a beautiful bride. Oh, I saw the you. pictures. I oh, my gosh. It. Absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Uh, You mentioned your background in working in sponsorship. I do want to ask you about that because that's something with you being on the football side, I did not know coming into this role fairly recently. But first, just for anyone wondering what that incredibly long title Hmm. means, will you explain to anyone who doesn't know what your job consists of? Because I know that it's a lot. You do a lot of different things here.
0: It is. I mean, it's it's a lot goes on to, I mean, obviously the title is long, um, but... Really, I try to explain it to people as just a lot of the background stuff. There's a lot of the admin, the paperwork that that goes behind, um, you know, signing a player and making sure that they're set up in HR and payroll, a lot of player transactions, and making sure that our team is in communication with the league on a lot of different topics. You know, when it comes to football operations, that that aspect of it, a lot of it is uh, in regards to travel, the day-to-day um, Anything that's not directly on the field is, is what football operations mm-hmm. handles. So it is, it is a lot. And, you know, the, the role of football operations has, has changed just with the passing um, head coaches. And so it's taken on a different role. But um, a lot a lot of it's just the background. It's, it's really the, the thing that goes behind the scenes to make sure everything is lined up with, like I said, the player transactions, the, the, the financing behind the players. just Just a lot of paperwork. But it's important paperwork.
1: Very important. And, you know, it's something that people might know um, or might not know is that you and I work together on Panthers Confidential. So that encompassed, yes. I mean, that became part of something that you and I were both doing at the very beginning. I called you and I was like, we want to do this show. Can you help us coordinate? In addition to doing all those things that you were talking about, you, you helped us, our side, set up these shoots and record these big moments. So if anyone has watched Panthers Confidential, that is a good reference representation, I think, of some of what you do and the front office does on a daily basis. And in addition, you were like, hey, be here at this time. You can have the cameras here and uh, please don't be this far. And so it's just, it's incredible to see all the different things that your role touches throughout the organization, not just ops.
0: Yeah, it's that's true. I mean, there I do get to, to deal with a lot of different departments and that's really what I like about my job. I like dealing with a lot of people, I like helping the different Parts of football come together, and a lot of the times that involves HR. It involves the business side, ticketing, finance. So I really do. I it makes me appreciate how much goes into uh, making things work. Just it's a full team effort um, across the entire organization. And and being here for nine years too it helps when you know you have a whole new coaching staff come in and they're wondering who to contact about this certain problem or you know topic and. You know, being here for ninety years, generally I know yeah who, who to go to. You're like, I gotcha, yeah, yeah, and and you know the the way to go about it. So you know, having having the years behind me a little bit too has helped as well. Just having touched a lot of different. Uh, departments across the organization. So,
1: And something that I think is so cool and that I'm still learning about um, is is just when your busy times are and all the different things that you're involved in. And I know I've asked you this question before, just you and I. And mm-hmm. so I think that anyone listening would love to know this just as much as I did. You know, Even myself being in this industry and, and broadcasting and sports for 10 years, there's so much about the front office mm-hmm. that I think people don't always know. And right. so I, I love getting to, to dive a little bit deeper into that. So what are your, and I've asked you this before, what are your busiest times during the season? It's a free agency draft for sure, and then you, I would a- have to you say. also have
0: to. I mean, players aside, you've got a lot of staff members that are needing contracts, and, and coaches that are needing contracts. So that, especially within the general manager's office, is something that is busy. I mean, you're trying to keep staff around and make sure that they're happy with their contracts. So, um, yeah, that's another part. And then you move into minicamp and. It's all busy. Yeah, I mean, then you move into training camp. <laughs> then there's a the season keep going. Yeah, <laughs> you keep going. So um, really, once you get to training camp, it's it's where the the fun starts, but it's also where very little breaks are had. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's you know the the blips that come up like the draft and and free agency. But yeah, it really the off season. It slows down, but there are still a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I guess you could say it's all busy. It is all busy.
1: <laughs> I do have to ask, though, as a fan, the fact that you are in the draft room mm-hmm. and you have been doing that for years. And you are, if I'm not mistaken, putting in the picks.
0: I well, Yes. Which and is a
1: <laughs> level of responsibility that I'm just like, wow. That's, it is. It's
0: a lot of pressure. It's and so I, cool. <laughs> well, yeah, full, full disclosure, that's really just been the last two years with going all virtual for the draft in 2020 there was only a certain amount of people allowed in the virtual draft room so to speak and that role was is typically had by um head of equipment don toner usually is is at the draft physically working with us in here in charlotte to make sure that we're sending in the right pick so he has been the one that has, has typically done it but moving to a virtual situation it someone had to do it and i was the someone
1: how cool though <laughs>
0: it, it is really cool i think you know when i talk about that I not to say I'm I'm jaded or anything but you know to me it's it's part of my job so it's it's what I do but yeah to, to a lot of people it's a really cool thing I mean being inside of a draft room and, and let me be clear it is very cool for me too I think I just have to step away and look at it from a different perspective but being in there in that room seeing how it all goes down because it's it's not just that those three those three days. It is a buildup throughout the entire year from our college scouts, general manager. I mean, really everyone, our coaching staff, I mean, everyone is involved. And um, that is the pinnacle of of all of that hard work. And so it's really cool to see it all go down.
1: Yeah. Pay off, really. Yeah. And, and Scott Fitter has said to me, uh, you know, it's the Scout Super Bowl. And yeah. I, I imagine it feels like that for a lot of people. And as you said, it's not – your job does not stop at, at that. You now go into to rookie camp and OTAs and training camp. But I imagine at the end of that third day, it's got to feel just like, wow, great, you yes. know, to see it all come together.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting for me, especially since I'm not necessarily in the scouting meetings, I'm not, you know – I don't know a whole lot about of the of the prospects that we're looking at, but yeah, it, it is it is the scouts' Super Bowl. It is really cool to see their hard work be put in place, and and guys get really excited about the players that we're we're drafting. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. That's the start of the whole cycle over and over again. I mean, that's that's where it all starts.
1: I would love to ask you since you said you've done this the last two years, the differences between doing it virtually, which I know created its own challenges, and there was a great article. From The Athletic. I believe mm-hmm. it was Jordan Rodrigue uh, mm-hmm. before she moved out to L.A. And I had read that before I joined the Panthers and I thought it was the coolest way. So if anyone's interested, it's a it's a great deep dive into how you all operated that year. And there were generators and I.T. people hanging oh, yeah. outside because you couldn't come. in. It was right at, right at the beginning of of the lockdown in April of 2020. I would love to know how that experience compared for you to this year, which was more normal, but still you were one of only 10 people mm-hmm. allowed in the actual draft room. So starting with, with 2020, yeah. how was that?
0: 2020 threw everyone for a loop on all accounts. But yes. the draft um, was interesting because you're, you're taken out of your your bubble, essentially having everyone in house, uh, in person, you, you have a lot of that energy. Um, so going from that to just all virtual, um, especially with, for the lack of a better term, some technically challenged older gentlemen. Um, it was... To be to be
1: fair, I could not believe I was doing the draft. We did a live draft show from, from home just covering the draft. I thought for sure, because no one had ever done anything on that scale to my knowledge. So I, I'm not a huge technology person. I remember watching the draft and saying like, think there's going to be some picks that, what if someone doesn't get in on mm-hmm. time? What if a connection drops out? So I almost think even if you are technically minded or, you know, we have some incredible IT professionals oh, here yeah. like James Hammond, but it's like, I imagine that even for someone who's got it all figured out, that's a huge undertaking no it matter is. what. I mean,
0: yeah, James Hammond, JD Rass. I mean, I think he had just started with us and he came over to my house. I would never even met him before. He was setting up my, my desk phone line, uh, making sure I had everything connected so that if something happened, um, that I was still going to be good. Um, but yeah, it was, there was not to say there's risk. It was just, uh, it was on top of mind that something could go wrong, but truly it went as smooth as it could, but there's definitely something to be said about having everyone in a room together to experience it, to cheer when you get the pick and just, you know, there's a lot to be said for a high five in a room with Absolutely. a lot of the people that you've been working for. So, And that- just the ease of conversation, I would imagine. And that's, again, something
1: not to go back to, to Panthers confessional, but it's as much of a look as I think fans have gotten into the process mm-hmm. where – I think you were telling me about this, and Coach Rule has told me about it a little bit, where in 2020, it was siloed because you had an iPad with this m- many people in it, correct? So it was mm-hmm. like maybe the, the scouts over here or the front office and maybe the coaches over here. As much as you'd like to have everyone all together, but it's it's not like you can turn to somebody and just have a quick conversation um, as easily, right, as you were able to right. do it before. or Yeah, some, I mean, since- there, were,
0: there were some open phone lines. Uh, there was the iPads. There was, you know, the all-32 team call. There was making sure that I was aware who we were picking so someone had to tell me directly who we were picking so that I could send that in. So yeah, it was it was a challenge but it was it was just successful. Yes. Um, absolutely. But then moving into this past year, yes, we only had 10 people in that room um and all all 10 of those people were extremely essential but we still had connections and contact with the college scouts and um, you know, everyone else that kind of was a part of the process along mm-hmm. the way. And so I think there's also something to be said about being on your home turf, being in your building, being, you know, we had to create a different setup for the draft, and it was in a completely different place than it has been in the past. But we made it work, and it was it was great. Honestly, I think it's it was probably a better setup than we've had in the past just because we had a little more space. We could spread out. We had some big screens. So, yeah, it was, it was again, it was different, but it was not a bad difference.
1: I appreciate you letting me ask about all of this because I I know, as you said, it's like, well, it's my job. You know, I'm going into work just like I'm doing any other day and I got to be focused on it. But I I find it fascinating and so cool and a lot of people do, too. So I appreciate you letting me like sit here and be like, okay so tell me more. Tell me more, (laughs) even though I'm I'm connected to it. You know, I know some of it, but it is a neat thing and it's something. I just I think it's so neat to be able to say, like, yeah, I turn in the draft picks.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, even if this w- – the last two years have, have been really cool being able to say that I, I am the one that does that. Now, when we go back to, you know, having the draft in person, if that's going to be the case, I don't know what the draft is going to sure. do or what the league is going to do in that regard, but they've done it successfully for the past two years, so we'll see what direction we go in.
1: And you mentioned earlier that you had previously worked in sponsorship. And, yes. And as I said, I'm excited to talk to you about this because, as I said, getting here in April of 2020 um, and meeting you in your, your current role – which is on the, the football operations side, mm-hmm. I would have thought that you had worked in football operations your entire career because it is a very, um, as you said, it's, it's, it's scouts, it's the general manager, the coaching staff, and it's something that I think from my side, the broadcasting side, I'm still learning a lot about, and um, it seems like you know you start at a certain point and then you move up, and right. it's, it's a position that requires a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. You're balancing a lot of things, but I've actually heard other people reference you to younger people who are just starting out to say, well, you know, Claire has made the transition across the organization to different places. So I, I would love, if you don't mind, to talk about your path to you know with the Panthers and and how you got to where you are because I think it's fascinating yeah. so
0: I initially started with the Panthers in 2013 in business development it was a role that was um, I don't even know what that is it, well it's not here anymore okay <laughs>
1: okay that makes me feel a little bit better I'm like do I know our business so development? they
0: they wanted to have somebody in place and there was a another woman that was in the, that place uh the year before I came but it was a it was a role that was created to get out to the different communities across North and South Carolina the different business groups, um, talk about our our suites, our ticketing and um, sponsorship opportunities. So really just kind of have the full gamut of information for companies if they wanted to do a hospitality event, employee appreciation, anything like that. So um, I came into that role with the Panthers in 2013, which was a great experience for me. I was, I had actually been in sponsorship roles prior to the Panthers Mm -hmm. and um, doing business development was a stretch for me. it was, it was, It was not a comfortable role to go into just because you're going in, you're, you're, I mean, it was essentially a sales role without the sales. You were having to have the conversations and, and talk to people and, you know, not to say that I'm a introvert, but I'm not often an extrovert. I
1: don't think I would be great at selling stuff. I think it's a, it's a, as you said, it's it's sales without the sales. It's a, it's a certain skill set, And I admire people that, that do it. Well, I would be, I would be very intimidated. Yeah. And
0: it was, it was a, it was getting me out of my comfort zone, but it was one of the best things that I could have done for myself just to learn a different skill, and it got me here. So i um, super thankful to have come into the Panthers within that role. After that, I was in, the, in that role for about nine months, and then there was a woman that was working in sponsorship, went to go work with um, our owner at the time, and there was so there was essentially a spot open in sponsorship, um, doing events, account management. I moved over into that role um, and was in that role for about three and a half years. But a lot of that was um, sponsor events like our day trips and our, our overnight trips and a lot of really cool events that, you know, our sponsors are attached to um, within the organization and had a blast in that role. Really. I mean, there's a lot of really good people mm-hmm. um, and just a really good experience for me because, as I said, that was something that I was used to. I was wor- used to working in that sponsorship, account management, event planning role um, in prior jobs. And it, it, felt, it felt good to be back into that Way of doing things, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that that was another really good place for me to be for, for for three and a half years. And you know, the the thing that pushed me eventually into the football side was Super Bowl Fifty. So when when we went to the Super Bowl, the football side needed some help with, um, gosh, managing the the players, the players' families, and getting everyone out to San Francisco mm-hmm. and. That was a huge undertaking, a lot of plain manifests, um, and that was something that I was comfortable doing within sponsorship. So they brought me over, um, I, and I had a really good working relationship with Brandon Bean, um, Brian Porter, you know, those types of guys over over on the football side at the time and came over there and, and helped them out and then um, – The woman at the time that was that was in my current role when she retired, the spot was open, and Brandon called me. And the rest is history.
1: What specific? That is interesting. So for anyone who um, may or may not know, this is that is a what I would consider the sponsorship side, and then the football side very different. So it's interesting to hear how you made that connection and the way you describe it makes a lot of sense. You were you are great at this, and of course those skills transfer over. What about the football side intrigued you when you? Got that call or when you started kind of with Super Bowl 50 working, dipping your toe into the football ops side?
0: So, you know, a lot of it from a very basic level, working in sponsorship, I still got to to deal with a lot of different departments across the organization. I was still dealing with the finance and the HR and the stadium ops and, you know, doing all the events we had to have those relationships. And I had a really good relationship with the football side. So moving over to help them during that time was very comfortable for me because I had I'd known a lot of people over there and had really good relationships with them. And then anything that was asked of me while I was helping them out, I could easily go to whoever I knew in whatever department to to get it done. So I'm a big team player. So any any way that I can help out is is something that I just I don't know I love I love doing that. So being over on that side and and being a part of Super Bowl Fifty, which obviously is extremely exciting, working very long hours, but knowing that you're doing it for the common good of the team was something that, you know, everyone got behind and everyone was excited and it didn't it didn't matter the hours that you were working. It was just, it was an exciting time. Um, obviously the result didn't end up the way that we wanted yeah. it to, but you know, I would have, I would not have traded that experience for, for anything. Uh, just you're in the trenches, you're in the trenches with with your teammates working for the common goal and it was a lot of fun. So that coupled with still being able to touch a lot of different, departments and people and, and having those relationships um, that I had built over the last five years or so, um, four years, was, was helpful when I made that transition over to football because I had kept those relationships. And yeah, it was, it was good to get to do a little bit something different.
1: Has your role changed? Does your role change depending on on the GM. It, you've worked with a few now and had great relationships with them. Does it change or does it pretty much stay the same?
0: It does. It does change a little bit. Um, you know, I've worked with Dave Gettleman, Marty Herney, and now Scott Fitterer. And, you know, it it, it is going to be different just because they're different people. Mm-hmm. Um, they have different operating styles. They have different personalities. So, of course, it's going to be different. The common goal of each general manager is is pretty much the same. Um, their job requirements are, are pretty much the same, but I really have enjoyed working for, for each one of them just in their own ways. Um, it keeps it interesting. It keeps it exciting, I guess, in a sense, just because you don't, I mean, I, I, had, I did not know Marty Herney before he came to us. Um, I know that he had been here before and I kind of knew his past and everyone else had said good things about him, um, but I didn't know him. And it took, you know, it almost takes you a full year to really try to understand their operating style. Because well, each
1: each part of the year is different, I exactly. would imagine. So what's your operating style during training camp or what is it during the draft? Right. It, it makes a lot of sense.
0: So and you have about, I mean, you have the draft and then the draft doesn't come around for another 365 days. So <laughs> you've got a full year to really settle in, um, see how how they manage things and, you know, just their personality because working so closely with with somebody and just, just working a lot with the whole crew that you're working with is it's a lot of time. So you want to enjoy those people and you want to get to know them and you want to get to know their families. And honestly, that's, that's one of the biggest things that I've known to date about Scott is how personable he is. Yeah, He really is, um, you know, I think he's still learning the role of general manager, being a rookie GM. But I think his attitude and his thoughtfulness across the board is has really struck a lot of people, especially yeah. myself. Me too. Yeah. I've, you know,
1: I certainly don't work with him as closely as as you do, but I think everyone in this organization would say that genuinely. Yeah,
0: and that's it's really refreshing um, because you could you could have gotten anyone, you could have got somebody that's been a, a you know veteran GM, and and they know how they they want it and that's it. Um, and not to say that that doesn't work, but it is nice to have somebody to come in and really want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that definitely has started off the relationship really on a positive note. But I, I, he's extremely capable. I mean, he has an incredible track record and, you know, just you get to meet people through other people. So I've already, you know, knew a lot about Scott before he came in and just it was all good things. So um, I'm really looking forward to to continue to work with him and see how this year goes and it's going to be fun. So
1: we are down here at training camp which is busy and we talked about all the different events and you like I and, and a lot of times more, t- more to an extent than I do work crazy hours when the job demands it. Yes. Um, how do you balance or how do you approach having a personal life we just talked about you getting married um, or turning it off at a certain time while also knowing on any given day like I think back to this time we were all going to meet for drinks and um, and we were with two other women that we adore um, that we work with and of course everyone understands it because we've all had these moments and we were all going to meet and have dinner and it was in free agency and I think we were going to meet at six or seven and we all were like yep that's no problem I didn't get there until I think eight or nine and you didn't I think you yeah, I was like 10-something before yeah. you got home. And luckily, we—that that is that is our job. Yeah. And, and we love it and we have a lot of great experiences. But those days do come up a lot for you, especially mm-hmm. during free agency or draft, training camp, what have you. So how have you learned to balance that or fit that into to the rest of your life?
0: It's interesting because, I mean, everyone works a lot. I mean, that's just kind of how it is these days, but you know, you want to make sure that you at least enjoy the people that you're working with. I mean, we are really, we work so much with each other, especially throughout the season that I see you all more than I see my own family. So, um, it is, it's appreciated when you have a really good group of people that you can just let loose with, even if it's during the day, um, you laugh you have those important conversations even at the office um but yeah when it comes to to home life it is it is challenging because you you do especially throughout the season and on the football side you know you there are certain times where it's you know you're you're able to take vacation but you know other times it's just you you know what you have to do and that's just that's just part of the gig so yeah there it is difficult but I mean I always I don't this is not my own mantra by any means, mantra, however you say it, but you can't fill up a cup from an empty, empty pitcher. Mm. So it's hard to, you know, take on all the roles that you have, especially if you're a mom, if you're, you know, the one that's managing the household, it's hard to, to do that and still have a, a full-time job. So respect to anyone that can yeah. do that. But truly making sure that your pitcher, your own personal pitcher is is filled up enough to be able to fill fill the cups around you, super important. Um, so it, that for me is more or less just routine that I've set up for my own life. I mean, I yes, I just got married and I don't have children at the time, but um, going to work out in the morning and you know making sure that I'm staying hydrated. As as silly as that sounds, I mean it's really, important. You're yes, on, on the move all day and just making sure. For me, my hobbies a lot of the times involve friends and going and having drinks, even if it's with you know, girls like y'all from, from work, um, it's super important just to be able to let loose and have that fellowship. It's super important. So um, I try to do that as much as I can um, and, yeah, just yeah. have have fun at work while you can.
1: And you strike me as someone who checks in with yourself about those things. Like, is my pitcher full in whatever way? Um, And I can sometimes go, go, go. You know, I say those things in my head, and I'll go, go, go. But I think, as you said, you've gotten into this great routine where you. It it seems to me like you check in to say, okay, am I am I meeting those needs? Have I have I had my water? Am I getting my workouts in? Um, So that you can have that in order to to take that into the rest of your life, which I admire a lot.
0: It is hard, though. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I often Times I think I try to check in with people more than myself. Mm. I am a people pleaser. Sure. Um, so and, am I. Yeah. And I want to make sure that other people are good and, and set up with whatever they need it, because it's, again, it's, it, I think it all goes back to just the team atmosphere. I don't want one person to be drowning when, you know, we can all pitch in and help. I mean, that's, that's where, that's where my heart is, especially you get to know these people and you care about them. You don't want one person to just be completely floundering and, I'm headed out because it's five o'clock. Yeah. It's not, in my mind, that's not how I operate. So making sure that everyone else is in a good place, uh, that means the team's in a good place. Mm -hmm. So that is, that's where I do sometimes have to check myself and and set up some personal boundaries to make sure, hey, yes, we can make sure that your team is good because that's really important, but we also need to make sure that you're good. Mm -hmm. So it's a challenge, but everyone, everyone has those challenges and I think it's just a, a balance and it's a a game we have to play just to get through the day sometimes.
1: I appreciate you sharing all of this. Uh, this has been great. But before we end, i want to put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. Um, do you have, over the course of your time here, I don't want to say favorite because I'm sure there've been a lot of favorite memories mm-hmm. or something that sticks
0: out to you where you just went, "Wow,
1: this is this is awesome!" From your time with the Panthers.
0: I mean, I would I would be remiss to say the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, of course, The Super Bowl is is one of those those times that you not not everyone gets to go to the Super Bowl, regardless of the outcome. Obviously, you could work um, your
1: whole career yeah. at a, a franchise of in any of the four major sports and and never get to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was probably. The, the biggest memory that I can think of. But, I mean, really, I just, I really have enjoyed a lot of the people that I work with. I mean, there I have so many good memories just from day to day. It didn't have to be anything super extravagant that we were doing. Um, that, I mean, I, I guess another memory would be when the solar eclipse Came, gosh, yeah. that was probably in like 20, 20,
1: 17, 2017, 18, or maybe. 18. I could be way off.
0: Um, Ryan Khalil was on the team. I think he and maybe Greg Olson got together and got all the glasses for everybody. Um, so we were out on the middle of the field looking at the solar eclipse. and That's cool. It was cool. I mean, it was in that, that, that year – it was such a good group of guys on the team, and that's when we would have our Friday fellowships, and Greg mentioned it a little bit during his retirement speech. Yes, yeah, so you got a shout-out during the Greg Olson really retirement. Was, was, Bojangles,
1: right? Was that um, what it was? Yeah it was, like that?
0: yeah, it was a really good group of people, so that's what I say. I mean, having good people on your team as a player or on your team as another staff member is so important and it makes it makes those memories happen even though it's like I said it's not anything crazy it's just your day-to-day and when you can enjoy the people around you you work harder because you want to work hard for your teammates and you have a good time I mean gosh that's that, so well said it's Don't a little have some fun during the yes <laughs> the little moments right are so
1: important and they're more important than the bigger moments because they are your day-to-day right. as you said and yeah. I echo everything that you said said we do this job and we spend so much time together that you have to enjoy the people Mm -hmm. that you work with Mm -hmm. and enjoy those little moments exactly and you definitely do that
0: i do i like having that as part of my my job it's a it's definitely a bonus yeah that's why it's why we do it right Mm. it's the it's part of the fun claire they're stokes now
1: thank you so much for the time i appreciate Mm -hmm. it and hopefully we get to do this again sometime i would love to
0: this whole mic setup is pretty sweet (laughs) we try
1: we try